Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos' journey home. I am your Dungeon Master, Darby. Joining me as always are Zoe, playing Sylvia, Emily, playing Beatrice, Laura, playing Conrad, Mitch, playing Designation 42, Exley, and Johanna, playing Fall. Let's jump into it. But before we do, just a quick heads up, there is a slight issue with the quality of this week's episode due to some recording issues. Uh, we have salvaged the episode as best we can, uh, but there is still a little bit of audio popping. Thank you for understanding. So, where we last left off, the party... Uh, had some discussions with Exley as to, like, how he managed to return to them um, and worked out or tried to work out some of the weirdness around Conrad regarding Exley's return. Um, they subsequently moved on through the uh, through the Scold Seat volcano um, and were able to successfully, as a group, uh, smelt down enough platinum for three uh, trammels, as well as an alloy of platinum and gold for a, um, a fourth lower quality trammel. Um, after continuing through past there, uh, they made their way into the central core anvil where they saw a um, giant forge guardian come out of the wall, swords, uh, swords at the ready. Um, and we rolled for initiative in between the break. Uh, I will note, four rolled a natural one. So as per our house rules, uh, their first action will be at disadvantage, unfortunately. Um, but uh, the winner of initiative was Beatrice. I was not prepared for that. Sorry. Took a giant mouthful of sandwich. Um, you knew you were the only person who rolled in the 20s. I didn't hear anybody else's rolls except for Zoe's and Falls. Okay. I was... Apologies, then. Oh, way. That's all, all good. Right. Um, it, she's still going to do the same thing that she was always going to do, which is... Bonus action. Hunter's prey. Yeah. And she's going to ping a couple of arrows at it. All right. Uh, roll to hit. Oh dear. The first one is a 14. Which 14 will not hit. King. Off it goes. Uh, second arrow is even worse. So it's. Um, okay, so as you fire off these two rapid fire arrows, trying to hone in with your magic on this creature. Um, we, uh, you see that the arrows just bounce off its marble form. Um, um, so next would be, uh, Conrad. 
Alrighty. Um, so Conrad shoots a quick look at Grog. Grog is like, ah, not part of the plan then. Uh, we we kill, yes? Stabby stab? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, here goes. Um, and he's going to vault again. Uh, like, looking just like, um, with the same kind of blind, um, stupidity, really, that he does when he just runs in recklessly. Um... <laughs> I don't know, doesn't have to run too far looking at those minis. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm. That's all right. Yes, he races in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he almost falters for a moment, remembering when he ran up against the uh, Amber Golem and how much bigger this is, and also the moment a couple of nights before. Well, the, the amber statue of Stroud attacked him um, and he sort of bolsters his resolve and um, he's going to run in and try to um, look for basically any weak point or uh, he's basically going to attack but going to try and go for any weak point or any um, sort of counterpoint that could topple it over as well um, I will say using his uh, brain so you are like close enough. You are gonna have to either climb over the stairs or try to leap over the lava here. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's let's go. Which one? Climbing or leaping? What do they require? Uh, athletics check for either. Um. Yeah, he's gonna like vault over the stairs. Okay. So athletics check, please. Kidoki. Yeah, excellent. Um, he looks incredible as he vaults clear over us with the 28. Yeah. All right. So your standard movement. He only falters for a moment as, he as his brain takes him back to the, the halls of his patrons. Um, and he, without, as like a teardrop of Andor flies back, um, he vaults over the stairs. So your first, um, your your standard movement will get you to about the midpoint of the platform, and you can use, I'm assuming, your bonus action to get closer. Yeah, I guess I'll have to. I can't get any closer. I mean, you already have form of dread up, so unless you have yeah, I need to activate my rapier though. Um, but I guess I can't get to it without yeah. that. So we'll try that. <laughs> So um, to, to run further and leap at the... Yeah, well, otherwise I can't get to it. I'm just literally sitting duck on a moat of lava. So <laughs> um, athletics check as you leap off the platform all right. towards the golem. That should be fine. What's my... Th oh, yeah, 25. Yeah, so you leap and land by the, uh, the foot of the Forge Guardian and are primed to attack. It's just honestly like no one is particularly impressed by Conrad usually, I think, but um he this is an incredible feat of athleticism. Mm. Like his muscles are coiled. <laughs> um almost now arcanely enhanced by hmm. Yeah, and I'll roll to attack, I guess. Um cool. So the first one is a twenty two to hit. Uh twenty two actually misses. It misses. Okay, so he manages to vault over here. The marble and adamantine fall. <sighs> okay, tricky one. Uh, let's try that again then. And 
Um, that is a 25. A 25 hits as you use that little bit extra force you need to actually um, penetrate your blade into one of the cracks in the, the plating. Um, and roll, roll damage, please. Alright, I pre-roll damage, tragically, because no one's going near it, I don't get sneak attack, and I don't get my fire damage. So it's 17 points of damage, piercing damage. Okay. So that's All it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not not too bad. Um, next is Grog, uh, who is going to do much the same as you, uh, and he's going to say, like, ah, I like the thought of that, comrade. Um, and he has... One, two, three. Uh, he's instead, though, going to leap over the lava... Um, and rolls a natural 20. Uh, and because he can do it. So 10, 20, 30, 40. And his movement as a high-level barbarian um, actually allows him to get up to it. So with that natural 20, he leaps, he clears the lava and actually lands at the foot of the construct. And as he's landing, he goes to swing his blood axe down um, as as he goes into a rage and you hear him laughing with a menacing glee. <laughs> and he brings down the axe um, for a... Funnily enough, 25. Um, so that is... 1d12 and 1d6. So one. Okay. So uh, it takes from Grog's first attack uh, 21 points of slashing damage and 6 points. He maxed out the necrotic. So 28 points of damage. Um, and then the second attack, uh, that's a five on the dice, so that's only going to be a 21, so that's going to miss as, as he tries to get it um, on the way up with the axe as well on the opposite side, he just swings wide. Um, next is Percy who is going to uh, try to take some shots with... Uh, he's going to try to get some shots in with Animus. Um, so, four ranged attacks. So, first is... One of these is a crit, because he crits on a 19 or 20. Um, so, the other is a... 26, and then two more. Uh, those two are both threes, and I think they both... Yeah, they both moose. So he's got one standard hit, which is... Uh, seven... Eight, nine, ten, one, twelve, thirteen... So 18 points of damage on the first one. And then the second one is a crit, so it is 
already already 22 um, and a max roll on the d6 for the psychic uh, so 22, 28 uh, 35 points for the crit shot um, okay um, that is Percy's go um, next is Exley okay so this room that we're in, it's, is it a room or is it like part of a volcano where it just uh, sort of we up into the volcano? Both. Okay. So it's, it is a room built into the natural structure of a volcano. Uh, so this dude's like brushing his head on the roof essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this structure that I've made out of wooden tiles, that is not wooden. It is, in fact, supposed to be the massive anvil on top of the platform. Got it. Okay. Well, I think Exley's just going to do the old tried and true um is going to separate a, uh, open up his cloak and pull out a, um, a staff. Um, not the quarter staff that he normally uses. This is a completely new staff that's got sort of, uh, like tangled vines through it. Um, sort of like a, a semi, like a hemispheric, uh, top to it. Um, and he's going to point that up at the roof and then just bring it down as he uh, brings down uh, a moonbeam just okay. on top of this creature. Uh, that'll be at fourth level. Okay. Um, was what, sorry? Uh, fourth level for that one. Okay. So that's a save. Uh, it is a con 18, which is probably going to be... I have advantage on this in a very high con modify con saving yep. throw. Uh, That's all right. I rolled a six and a seven on the dice. And what? That is a grand total of 22. Excellent. That is okay. He takes half damage. Yeah. That stays. I forgot that it is immune to psychic damage. Um, so it needs to take. It's about. So I'll give it about twenty. That's. I rolled a five, a six, a seven, and an eight. That's a very good roll. Yeah. Um. So what's that? Let's throw on a. Twenty-six. So thirteen radiant damage. Thirteen. Okay. Um. And Exley continues to focus on that. Um. Holding out his staff. Um. With his left hand. Okay. Um, at the end of your turn, it's going to use a legendary action. Um, and it is going to... It's, going to, it's in fact going to use two legendary actions. And it is going to trample, um, moving up to 50 feet. Um, so, and anyone whose space it moves through... Uh, which is going to be five, 
think 20, 25, 30. So that's going to be uh, not as many people as I expected, but um, that is going to be um, Conrad, uh, Grog, and Beatrice are going to need to make uh, dexterity saving throws for me, please. Right. These are the ones I'm good at. You're a paladin, you're good at all saves. Um, uh, rog 24 for Conrad. 24 succeeds. Uh, Excellent. Very good to hear. And Beatrice? Y'all can't hear, but Emily is cackling like a mad person right now, which means it's either a nat 1 or a nat 20. It's a nat 1! Alright. Oh, oh boy! She got clocked. So it's, it's a 14. It's not enough, either way. Um, so you uh, take 8 points of bludgeoning damage. I actually rolled quite low. Oh, no. Plus the 10, so 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, Conrad, you take nine. I take none as I activate evasion. <laughs> ah, yes, bro. So um, this creature comes, this like thing comes like running towards him, and um, he again gets that flashback of the Amber Temple and some like premonition um, from his patrons just makes him roll to one side and just miss it. Yeah. Um, and Beatrice and Grog are knocked prone. Alright. Um, that is the legendary action after Exley's go. Um, and now it is the go of the Forge Guardian. Um, and it is going to make... You know what? It's going to use its rune storm, uh, its blade storm. Um, so it's going to make an attack with its rune blade against every creature within 15 feet of it. Um, so let's start with so Exley. Uh, that is actually quite low for it. Um, <laughs> does a 21 hit? 21 is my armor class. Okay, so that does hit. Um, so you take... Oh, this is rough. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Nine. Uh, you take 39 points of slashing damage. Um, and I need you to make me a... Uh, constitution saving throw. Um, all uh, push back 15 feet into the wall. That's good. I wanted to go that way. Um, so that's a 22 con saving throw against whatever that is. That is a failure. You, okay. uh, you are blinded. Not great. Um, um me a concentration check again. That is a 16. I just rolled that as well. Yep. Uh, so 16th, that's not enough. 39 damage. Half mm. the, yeah, so the moonbeam, gone. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next 
is going to be uh, four. The attack against you. Uh, that is a uh, is a twenty-eight. Absolutely. So, uh, Constitution saving throw, please. That's a 17. 17. That is not enough. You are also blinded as oh. you take uh, 33 points of, uh, of slashing damage and are knocked 15 feet away. Gosh, okay. Um, Sevia. Hello. Um... I, was gonna say, I think you have to you have to auto you have to crit fail to miss me. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason I'm rolling because a natural one is in combat is an automatic failure. Um, I mean it was a bad roll, but it's not bad enough. It's a three, so twenty one. <laughs> Constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Oh. Drop a dice. Oh, and it's really bad for you to damage wise. Well, unfortunately, that is a 15, 15. which 22 okay. fails. Yep. You are blinded and you take uh, 44 points of slashing damage. Oh! Is Beatrice oh. within 10 feet of, of Sevia? Uh, no, she's just outside of that. And it would only have gotten me to a 20. Um, so... That is uh, 93. All right. Um, and then Beatrice is going to be. Uh, that be me. On the attack against you. Yep. Because you're prone. Um, but they're both fours, uh, which is still a total of 22. Um, so unless you have a reaction. To that, um, you are going to need to roll me a constitution saving throw, and you also take 37 points of, uh, of slashing damage. 21. 21 is not enough, unfortunately, so you are also blinded, um, and against Percy as well. Um, that is a... So 21. What is Percy's AC? Uh, Percy's AC is not great. Uh, it is 18. Um, so again, it would have needed to crit fail to miss him. Um, okay, so 20, 30. So f nice even 40 points of damage to, uh, to Percy. And he is going to have to make a, a constitution saving throw. Doesn't have anything regarding this, does he? He can, he has indomitable. Um, okay, he is not blinded as I rolled a natural 18 plus his eight. Um, so he is fine. Um, but he is pushed back. So everyone's kind of pushed back 15 feet by these attacks. Um, all right. Next is fall. 
yoga. You are blinded. Yes. <laughs> That's a vague idea of where the uh, the guardian is. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. So to uh, explain, like the Nat one that forgot on initiative. Um, he pretty much like ran in here and immediately went to do his thing, which is just like run right into combat, get right to that creature, get it first. But um, he kind of like faltered as he saw the like um lava river that is essentially running across in front. You are also knocked prone, though. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah, then as he faltered, the creature rushed him, essentially. Yeah. He's knocked prone and blinded now. Yes. Um, yeah, he's pretty much going to be called like a... Save it, everyone! Are you alright? Where are you? Uh, I'm right next to you, I think. I think, fool! I can't see anything. Um, it's right. we'll get through this. Um, that's about an inspiration to Sevia. Um, and then he's going to stand, um, hold out his like uh, quarter staff in front of him, like a um, like a cane to like just to see if he can find the creature and then try to swing in it. Right. So, yes, yeah, easily as a monk, have enough movement to get back to where you were. Uh, and yeah, and a bit forward and swing. So roll me and attack at disadvantage. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, twenty three. Twenty three just misses. Um, I will spend a key point. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'll spend a key point. Your stick make your to make it twenty five contact, but it doesn't flinch. Um, yeah, you spend the key point and you push through and. Um, feel like you actually seem to be able to make that sort of dull thud have a sort of arcane flare and actually push through. Um, roll, there he is. Roll damage. You are no longer blinded. Oh. What? Oh, there he is. Um, that's 13 damage. 13 damage. Um... All right. Um, and the second um, attack, he goes in for another swing, but more confident now. That's a 25 to hit. 25 to hit. Okay. Um, that hits. Fantastic. Um, so that's 15 damage for the second strike. All right. And then he goes to call out to everyone, just like, um, he's here to try to... <laughs> so they know if the others are blinded. Yeah. And that right. ends his go. You're not using your bonus action? I gave Sevia Bardic Inspiration. Ah, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, at the end of your turn... Um, start of its turn. Uh, it's going to wait. Um, Sevia, your go. Me, beautiful. Um... Before, I was terribly blinded and knocked to the ground, like so many sacks of potatoes. Would I have been able to ascertain if this creature is immune to fire? Uh, roll me an intelligence check. Okay. <laughs> uh, 21. 21. Yeah, you gather, there. you know of golems that are not just 
immune to fire, but even fueled in part by it. Uh, and you would imagine that that's probably, uh, that would probably be how any sort of intelligent being would uh, prepare a golem for an environment such as this. And with a perfect Okay, such cool. <laughs> okay. So, um, I had planned on doing one thing. Uh, we all know what that thing was, but unlike last session, I actually remembered immunity to fire this time. Mm. Uh, and I had another plan, but I want this thing dead because it keeps, uh, hurting my friends. Yeah. So, um, I would like to cast an eighth level guiding bolt. Okay, roll. Uh, just read me the description of the of guiding bolt, please. A creature of your choice. Okay. You don't have to see it. Yeah. Okay. I suspected that would be the case because it is a to hit. So mm. roll to hit with disadvantage. Yep. Um, I take it you're getting up. Yes. Ha ha ha! That was an eighteen, and. A 15, and right to hit is a plus 9, which makes it a 24. That is its AC, exactly. So you <sighs> hit. <sighs> Thank God. Okay. I, I had pre-rolled, but for a lower level of guiding bolt, so please give me a minute as I roll 11d6. And you notice as this, you feel as the arcane and the mix of arcane and divine energy goes forth from you. And as it makes its impact with the Forge Guardian, your vision returns to you. Um, and you can see clear as day. Uh, so, damage, ah. Oh god, okay. Um, one. Interest is on deck. <laughs> <laughs> it takes 40 points of damage. 40? Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next attack against it is made at advantage. Alright. That was Radiant, by the way. Yep. Um, and uh, she is going to call out, Once you hit the creature, you regain your sight! That rings true from the last time. All right, um, it is, it is going to use at the end of your turn, a legendary action. Um, and yeah, it's going to kick at fall. Um, my beloved, <laughs> uh, that's a natural 19 on the dice. So, uh, you take, uh, I rolled pretty low on the damage. You're lucky. Uh, 14 uh, points of bludgeoning damage and you are knocked, <laughs> knocked prone and 15 feet away. So, Sevia, you see as Fall is kicked and knocked back to the ground next to you. The anime anger flash happens across her glasses. Fall <laughs> just like laughs and you're just like, yeah, hitting it does make me see again, you're right. <laughs> Um, so next is Beatrice. 
So, Beatrice is still basically directly underneath this thing, right? Yeah. She's gonna stand up. And oh, no, she's going to... Fade away. Ah. She's gonna stand up. She would have heard Fall go flying somewhere. Yeah. And she's just gonna sort of concentrate and sort of greenish gold magic filters around her and she sends off an Eldritch Blast. All right. Uh, roll to hit. Flat roll because of the advantage of Guiding Bolt. You hear this kind of divine ringing um, and are able to kind of use that to help guide the, the shot a bit. That's a 14. And you miss going wide. Oh, not a 14, sorry. 14, 14 plus 10. It's a 24. Again, hits the AC exactly. So right in its chest. Uh, roll the damage for that, that beam. So that's 10. 10? 10 points. All right. um, your vision comes back to you as this arcane force hits. Right. I believe you have two more bolts of arcane uh, Eldritch Blast. Mm. No, I only have one beam. One beam? I think. It's based on your character level, which so it should be three at this level. Yeah, but it's a spell sniper feat. Yeah, it's still based on your it's character still, level. It's, I yeah. still have more beams? Oh my god! Yay! Cantrips are based on your character level, not your class level. Oh, awesome. We're going again, and this one's a 27 to hit. Nice. That hits easily. Um, you find it a bit easier to actually hit now that you can see again. So that's six points of force damage. All right. And then one more. Twenty-five. Hits. Oops. I'm just double checking something. It should be one D ten. No. So that's uh, uh five. Five? Okay. All right. All right, um, so unless you have a bonus action thing, I believe that's your turn. Um, no, I do not. He's on deck. Okay, Conrad, it is your go. Uh, so Conrad, who's uh, sort of jumped to the side to avoid this creature, just lumbering past him and charging for his, his friends, his allies, his, his team, um, sort of immediately he's like sort of uses that momentum to spring back up um and just 
uh, again vaults towards this creature now now on the back foot um, yeah. and again tries to take like a quick glance to sort of find the best vantage point that he can in a couple of seconds. Okay. And um, he will lunge forward and attack. Yeah, uh, roll um, check just to jump up onto the platform. Gladly. Cool. Um, so that's a 24. 24. Handily leap up to the platform and you still have enough movement to get to its leg is right by the platform. Um, Excellent. Um, you don't even have to use your bonus uh, <laughs> to get there. Perfect. And I believe because it's in engaged in combat with other creatures, that means that I would get my sneak attack with this attack here. Uh, unfortunately, because I don't okay. back. Um, and oh, okay. Within five feet. Oh, Beatrice is shooting. All right, I'll, that's fine. Um, okay. Um, so it's a natural nineteen on the die, so that's a twenty-three to hit, <laughs> um, which will hit. Uh, cool. Well, no, it won't. Uh, no, I was thinking of the wrong thing. Sorry, I was thinking of Bertie's. That's all right. Uh, yeah, uh, crits, not. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, sadly I don't create, yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, natural 19 plus 14, so 33, actually. Um, yeah, that hits. Yeah, I know, it's a shame I didn't crit. Um, I don't get sneak attacks, so that's I pre-rolled at 17 points of damage again um, for that one. I would like it to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Yep, that's just piercing, I take it? Yeah, it's just piercing. <laughs> okay. Uh, what kind of effect is this wisdom saving throw for? Fear. Fear. It is immune to fear. It's immune to fear. Okay. All right. Yes. Some some kind of energy tries to grasp onto it when he attacks, but it doesn't take hold. I roll again. Second attack. Um. Okay. Um. That's that's a twenty-one to hit, which I believe doesn't hit. It misses, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. um I believe that's all I do. Yep. There we go. All right. Done. Uh. Have you used your bonus action? I don't have anything I can do. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, next is Grog, who is going to... Uh, he's going to get up. He is going to roll an athletics check to check. Uh, he has advantage because he is raging. Uh, yep, definitely. Uh, and he is going to join you at hacking away at that leg. Uh... Um, the great feels a little bit lower in initiative, hey, Grog? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you actually tied, but uh, you have the higher decks. You know what? Because of that, I'll let you have... Because you are technically moving in sync, I'll let you have the sneak attack because of that. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I'll take it because I pre-rolled at 17 points of damage. Um. Again, it's piercing, so I imagine it's halved anyway, but that's still more damage. There we go. Yeah, so how much was it, sorry? 17 points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, Grog actually rolled, uh, because I didn't get him to do Reckless, actually rolled quite poorly. Um, his higher one... His higher one does hit, though. So he does at least get the one Blood Axe attack off. But because I realised he doesn't get his, uh, no, Grox is necrotic, so it's fine. It does do get the necrotic damage. It's just Percy's psychic damage that it isn't affected by. So, so, so twenty-two. 
Oh, he should have another attack because he's raging. Um, 23 points of damage. And his third berserker attack is a natural one. Um, and he go, goes to hit again and in his rage throws his axe away. Shit! Um, and that is his go. Um, and with that, uh, at the end of his go, the Forge Guardian is going to use another uh, legendary action to kick at Grog. Um, uh, actually, no, it's going to use its Rune Blade against Grog. Uh, that is a more than enough to hit. Um, so it does. Uh, rolled really poorly on the damage. Uh, 12, so 22 points of slashing damage. Um, and Grog needs to roll a constitution saving throw. Uh, that might actually fail. Uh, that's a 20, so Grog, fa Grog is blinded. Um... Percy, who is currently blinded, is going to, uh, hmm. All right, so, hmm. All right, so, and he makes a, just aims up and makes a wild shot uh, into the air. First one is a disadvantage. Um, those are poor rolls. Uh, that's three. Yeah, so the first one misses, goes wide, hits the wall. Shit. Um, uh, he's going to use a... Uh, no, he has to hit a target to use Deadeye or Disarm. So, second attack. Um... Again, misses. Shit! Right. Uh, another attack. Um, that is 12 and a natural 20, so the 12 might actually be enough to actually hit. Um, 12. Yeah, that's, that's enough to hit. Okay, so he actually gets to do his 1d10. <laughs> and he rolls a 1 on the damage dice. Um, but that's still 7 damage. Um, and he has one more attack, unless he wants to action surge, uh, but he won't. Um, but he's gonna, oh, he's also gonna dead eye this one, so he gets advantage too. Um, and that's a natural 20. Um, uh, 20? Hmm. You know what? He's gonna expend some Cabal's Ruin charges too. Uh... Because I've got four D6 at hand, I'm going to expend uh, four charges. Um, and I, I rolled three ones and a six on the Cabal's Ruin. Uh, but it is a crit, hence why I used it. Um, so, uh, so, 
The piercing damage is 6, 12, so 22 points of piercing damage. And then just double checking there's nothing with lightning. Nope. So it takes uh, 24, 33 points of lightning damage. As you see, those, those of you who can see, which I think is everyone except for Exley and Grog um, at the moment, uh, this arcane lightning leap up um, to meet the bullet from uh, Percy's cloak. Um, and then we are going to move on to uh, Exley's go. Okay, so uh, Exley is going to stand up. Yep. Um, and he's going to look straight at this creature because, as I've just realized, uh, he's immune to being blinded. Oh, nice. Uh, and then I have a technical question for you, yeah. Mr. DM. The term activating magical items, does that also come into uh, using a magical item's effects? Depends on the effect, the effect is how I rule it. What effect are you wanting to use of what item? Um, well, I, uh, essentially what I'm looking at is I have uh, something that I'm wondering if I cast it on this creature that says it stops the use of uh, activating any magical items. Hmm. Does that stop this creature from using the magical effects of the weaponry that it's in possession of? Uh, no, because it is an innate thing that happens with the attack. It is not an effect that it specifically has to activate. Got it. Okay. In that... Okay. Excellent. In that case, uh, Exley is going to uh, do a little bit of weird voodoo with a couple of... Uh, with three uh, almonds that he just sort of procures from his hands and just kind of crushes them. Uh, and I'd like this creature to make a wisdom saving throw, please, as I cast confusion on it. Okay, this doesn't specify that it's a charm effect? Anything? Uh, effect? It is not a charm effect. No. Okay. Then I guess it gets affected uh, if it fails. If it fails. Um, it does have advantage. Wisdom? Wisdom. It's a 15. It's a DC 18. So it is confused. Okay. This is good. This is very good. Exley would like to take uh, 15 steps backwards, please. You, uh, you can take 15 steps to the side, but you are at the edge of the room. That'll do. Can I hide behind that little building? Yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, all right. Uh, next is the golems go. So what happens 
when it is confused, please, actually. So, uh, at the start of the creature's turn, you have to roll a d10. Ten. And that will specify its behavior for the turn. That is a 10? That is a 10. The creature can act and move normally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no! for your reference, uh, a 9 to 10 is it's not affected. A 7 to 8, it makes a random uh, melee attack against a creature within its reach. Yep. If there's no one within its reach, it does nothing. A 2 to 6 is it does nothing. And a 1 is it just moves in a random direction mm. it's in time okay uh rolling a d6 to see if it gets its blade storm back it does not um so all it can do is rune blade so that is oh or a kick or, or kick um so it makes two melee attacks um what does it want to do who's around um it can either kick at Conrad or Grog, or it can rune blade pretty much anyone except for Axley. Um, hmm. Who who is? It's it's gonna gonna rune blade Grog, and it's gonna rune blade. Um, actually, no, it's gonna kick Grog. Uh, no, rune blade Grog. And Runeblade Beatrice. So, Grog is hit with advantage because he is blind. Um, that is definitely going to hit. Uh, Beatrice is currently standing, I believe. So, yes. She is. And it's a natural one. So, misses you. Um, but Grog takes... Um, uh, 25 points. I forgot he is currently raging. Um, so I'll just not do the damage to kind of equal that out. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and he doesn't need to make the con save because he's still currently blinded. Um, okay. Um, next is... Oh. Okay, uh, Fall will uh, get to their feet and kind of get back into a flying stance and um, hit it with a flurry of blows. Okay, roll to hit four times, please. Yeah, so the first hit is a 23, so that misses. Should I use a key point? Oh, no, I'm running low. Um, second one is 20. It's looking shaky, I will say that. Ah, good. Okay, second one's the 25. That'll hit. So that's 13 damage, and I'll expend some charges. Okay, so 13. Get an extra 3d6. Oh, that was not a good roll. Um, an extra 6 force damage. All right. Yeah, that wasn't good, was it? Okay, no. we'll, have, we'll have two more attacks. Yeah, so um, then we've got an unarmed... unarmed one. Yes, and um, the first unarmed strike, I got a natural 20. So it's a 32 to hit. Yeah, shame that wasn't on the start. I know, God. But because I'm terrible at maths, I pre-rolled this and I pre-rolled the damage. Uh, so it's 25 damage from a nat 20. So he just kind of does, like, 
winds back and gets in and off for like a really good like um right hook. Yeah. All right. So, what is the total damage there? Um, that was twenty-five for that. Twenty-five. It's All not right. that good. And then my final, my final unarmed strike, I missed with the You're twenty. The bonus from you would be including the bonus from the wraps, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just kind of powerful. Final hit. Twenty. Twenty. Uh, you yeah, miss. miss. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, um, is, is Sevia currently within, can leave without getting an attack of opportunity distance? Um, what is its range? Um, uh, you gather that, like, she is within range of its sword. That's fair. Then I'll just, I'll just sidle up next to Sevia and stand. <laughs> Next to her in a defensive pose. Oh. No. Um, all right. Uh, I think the golem's going to use a, a legendary action to kick you. Again. Um, yeah, that's a natural 14. So I'll take. Uh, me or four? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, you take. Uh, 27 points of bludgeoning damage, and you are, again, kicked right back to where you were. Um. Getting used to the ground, like, just hitting the floor. Um, Fall takes a pretty nasty hit to the head. He's looking pretty rough now. Yeah. Um, next is Sevia. I don't like this man. <laughs> <laughs> like this giant man. Um, I have two plans, and I don't know what one I'm gonna do. Um, high slows. Okay. Um. So, uh, Sevia was doing these little arcane hand gestures and this mist was beginning to form around her as if she was going to misty step closer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Fall got beaten up a bunch. Uh, and she's like, well... Now I really don't like this big man. And, um... I know it's not going to do the cool thing because this creature very much isn't at its uh, near death point. But could it please make a... Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? Um, a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, it's not good at these. Um, it had advantage. I still only rolled a 12 total. It takes 89 points of disintegration damage. So you know how you said that you don't... <laughs> Does she disintegrate? Disintegrate. Okay, um, okay, so the way this works is, um... 
Yeah, Sevia looked like she was going to do something else. This creature kicks Fall twice in a row. Once while Fall was trying to protect her. And her, as Percy would know, her eyes do the anime glasses flash. And she goes, I think it's time for you to leave. And she shoots this green jet straight up, aiming for, like, where the bottom of, like, the soft palette would be, and shoots it through the head as it crumbles from the bottom down, like, from the top down, and maybe as it freaks out, it steps back into the lava and just disintegrates and falls into a giant pile of ash that just goes across the entire floor. Yep. And um, and then she will immediately run to fall through a um. No, hold on. Ah, we're out of initiative, so I'm gonna do a a a, a third level cure wounds. I'm just gonna roll that on D and D Beyond. Oh, I still have the fuzzy dice. Um, Fall takes 13 points of healing. I think you bleed. I was at 17 HP. And then uh, in a move that would greatly confuse Exley, uh, as he probably looks over to see what happens, she then gives Fall a big kiss. And is like, you're right, you're good, yes? <laughs> Yes, thank you. I hit my head a bit there. Probably chipped oh, on. darling. Are we all alright? Oh, uh, yeah. Just need to get my axe back. As Grok jumps down and grabs his axe from the. Was that planned? Is there going to be another one? I don't think there will be another one. Good. One's more than enough. Alright. That was a tough um, thing. Yes, you maybe could have warned us that was a possibility! I didn't think there'd be another one. You have been here before? Yes. A few decades ago, back when the Whispered One was uh, ascending. Right. Interesting. And Exley is going to um, just sort of wander over to... Uh, who's looking incredibly rough <laughs> Conrad. Exley will wander over to Conrad. Um, and just sort of do his little uh, unemotional walk. Um, and is Conrad standing or is he prone? Um, he's sort of like uh, crouching a bit um, to sort of regain his bearing, um, but then he kind of like stands up a bit more as Exley approaches okay. tense. Um, Exley is going to sort of offer out a hand to sort of use to prop up, but if then Conrad stands up on his own, he will drop the hand back. Do you require some healing? He looks at Exley and tilts his head to one side again in a, in a mimic, an unknowing mimic of what Exley does quite frequently. And he notes down, like, Exley, having reached his hand out, is like, 
and again, like Connor does this all the time. He sort of adjusts his stance so that he's um, looking like he's better than he is. Um, pretty much everyone's matching him at the moment, I imagine now. But he was on very low hit points for that entire combat. Um, so and like even just moving around, jostles some wounds that are um, sort of blossoming through like the white of his shirt a little bit, and then he, he contemplates and then stretches a hand out. Yes, that would be appreciated. Um, Exley is sort of going to look down, uh, take note of the fact that uh, Conrad appears to be leaking, um, <laughs> and will then reach out and sort of clasp the side of Conrad's hand, and will do cure wounds at a fourth level. Thank you. <laughs> He looks a little bit arrested when he, when Exley does this. Like he was preparing to pull away. But then comes. 20 points of healing. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's still not even up to half, but um, he, yeah, some vigor kind of um, sort of courses through his body momentarily. And then um, he kind of just like looks down at the hand again and looks up at him. I appreciate that. That is very... That is incredible. You have healing power like Sevia. Uh, X is going to look back at Sevia and then turn back. And here I am. Chopped liver. <laughs> Come on, looks like it's about to say something that just like just makes like a very flat, like mouth flat. He's also currently using a cure wounds on himself. <laughs> Can we get to work on these trammels? Good idea. Like stay liquid forever. Of course. And then Conrad pulls away to um to hurry along. Uh, assist. Axley is in no hurry. Uh, has seen uh, the comment made by. Beatrice, and will turn to Beatrice, and just sort of wander over. Do you require some healing as well? No, I am fine. I am... I promise. And, like, looking at Beatrice, yeah, she's got a few bruises and cuts, but she is nowhere near the state that Conrad Fallen Saviour in. Very well. And he'll just sort of move with the rest of the group, but just sort of at the back. Um, and just kind of very slowly as we're walking, just kind of pull out various uh, implements that he's got and we'll just start making little adjustments to his armour, just kind of bending bits of metal and wood back into place. Alright. So, you all, in your various ways, help Grog and Percy to make the trammels. Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to get four people, uh, the four trammels, to volunteer to roll a d20 each. Um, one of you will be rolling at disadvantage, um, but I will allow the person who is not rolling if they have anything they can do to maybe bolster 
one person's role, then they can do that. So, who is going to be rolling what? Are we adding anything to these rolls, or are they straight d20 rolls? You will be giving me the straight d20. I know what the modifier is. Uh, Connor will assist. Roll d20. So, are you are you making the trammel here, or are you assisting someone else's trammel roll? I'm making a trammel. Let's go. Okay. All right. Yeah. So roll me a d. I got Connor. got told to to keep keep pressing on. So that's yeah. what he's gonna do. Um. Okay. That's a fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Um. As you are working on this trammel, um, using your strength to help with the process, um, you are able to beat at the platinum. And the, the fact that you have this mix of strength and dexterity really helps the process along. Um, and you're able to make a, what seems to be, uh, through, through the guidance of Grog and Percy, um, a pretty good trammel. Um, as you fold in the uh, the divinity, the bead of divinity um, from uh, from the Shadowfell, from Ravenloft. Yeah, it's almost like this whispering kind of gathering around him as he's doing this, but he looks distant but pleased. Like back in Ravenloft when he built, when he made some stakes. Yes. Um, Celia is going to assist Exley as he does not have his own moat of divinity, but he's probably also going to be better at this than she is. So she will go over to him and just kind of quietly as she unveils this little blue and silver sparkling orb of divinity, she goes, We left on a bad foot. I intend to amend it. And then she will assist him. Yeah. Is this going into one of the pure platinum ones or the platinum gold alloy? Someone's going to have to take it eventually, but... Let's do the gold alloy. Well, yeah. Let's do it. I will play it. Sevia knows, like, I don't know. Because it flattens it out, it'll maybe be Sevia being like, oh, this is maybe how this metal works, and Exley being like, this is how this metal works, and us working together with our big brains. So, Exley, yeah. roll me a d20 at disadvantage, but mm -hmm. add a d6. Oh. So the disadvantage <laughs> represents the, the fact that this is not the pure platinum that is supposed to be used, but the D6 represents Sevia's assistance. I'm using my D6. Oh, oh no. Um, well, cool. I rolled a six on the, on the B6. Um, I rolled a natural 20 and a two. Oh, so, it's, so your total is eight. Okay, so there's maybe something. <laughs> CV and Exley aren't good at working together. <laughs> um, 
it'll still probably stab. How much effect it's going to have, you don't know. Um, so there is there is a an iffy tremor here. Um, next, uh, Fall or Beatrice next. Uh, I guess Fall will. Um, yeah, he'll he'll start working on the on the tremor. He'll be kind of like um, start like very unsure as he like um. Brain fog has forgotten what the thing is called. The ball. The holy the moat of divinity. Thanks. Um yeah, he's kind of got like an emotional, like um really like a bit of wetness to his eyes as he like um he gets out the mode of the beat of divinity and then um kind of like squares his shoulders and tries to make this <laughs> Alright. Um yeah, so you again, much like Conrad, your combination of incredible strength and incredible dexterity allows you to easily work this process um through the guidance of Grog and Percy, who actually have the experience in this. And yeah, so you have a wonderful looking trammel. And finally, Beatrice. And then Beatrice steps up. <laughs> uh, Y'all aren't gonna believe this. But it's a natural 20. Man, what's in that 20s tonight? Again. I randomly used a different dice to what I've been rolling, like, all night. Yeah. Good dice. Um, Did we get three net twenties on making travels? Yeah, but only two of them counted, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, but still, that's incredible. <laughs> All right, team art's gonna get trembled so hard. Exodus doesn't even know why we're doing this. It's great. We're oh. making metal. Tubers. I'm involved. All right, so you have. Three platinum trammels that seem like they're going to be very effective. And then the alloy trammel that has some effect. It looks like it will have some effectiveness, but um, the experimental nature of it probably didn't help. Um, but with that, um, that is where we're going to leave it this week. See you next time. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for listening.